We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often an hour's. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one day rule on its head and offer back to back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code datable and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. I'm your host, Yue Xu, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host and producer, Julie Kraftchik, as we explore this crazy dateable world. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show all about modern dating. We feel all warm and fuzzy inside right now <laughs> because our guest for this episode has been an early listener from oh, yeah. the very, very early beginning. Very season we, one. He was there. When Dateable first came out as, an, as a little baby, Andy was there to receive it. But before we get into uh, Andy's life, this will be very exciting. I just want to give everyone a little background about who he is. He is 28 years old, originally from D.C. He's been in San Francisco for four and a half years. He's currently hooking up and having fun dating someone, but haven't really defined the relationship. Relationship. And also the third status he should have is moving to Berlin. Yeah, this is a nice way to wrap up your San Francisco chapter. Yeah. It is perfect. It's perfect timing for this. 
I'm actually really sad to be leaving. It's more of like a pull factor than a push factor. It's not that I'm fed up with anything here. I just new would experience. like to new, new experience abroad. So the reason why Andy's so special to us yeah. is because Julie and I both have individual stories of how we encountered Andy, <laughs> but also he's just been with us since the beginning, basically, and giving us feedback on the episode, yeah. things he's learned. So open minded and just wanting to get better at dating and wanting to improve his dating life. And so, like, I think he's the role model for all <laughs> all daters out there who want to have a better love life. I also remember, like, we didn't even really know you that well, but you invited us to lunch to like talk about dating stuff totally. at your company. Yeah, yeah. At your company, we got a free lunch out of it. Yeah. I mean, that was fantastic. You guys were but, like celebrities. Like uh, all the engineers, are like, oh, women. Really <laughs> <laughs> low bar. Yeah, we just had to be celebrities, women. not for being well, podcast we, hosts, but just for being women. Okay, cool, awesome. That's good to know. But for the record, the, the gender diversity has gotten better in tech in the last few years since then. I know now. So now we're no one. Yeah, they're yeah. just like oh, just another Asian Jew, Asian Jew combo. That's great. We've also witnessed your own dating journey. You've dated some of our friends. <laughs> and I do mean friends. Multiple. This is plural. This is what happens when you host singles events. We've <laughs> had girls ask about Andy. Andy has asked us about girls that we've introduced him to. I mean, basically, you're welcome. <laughs> That's all I can yes, say to thank you. you. But let's talk about your dating journey because we really want to close this chapter, right? Before you move to Berlin. Let's talk about what your journey has been like dating in general. What are some of the highlights? And then we'll go into some, you know, low future lights. stuff. Lowlights. <laughs> highlights like, and lowlights. I'm low trying lights. to be optimistic. <laughs> Julie's like, give us a crappy no, I want, shit. I want too, the but. dirt also. Highlights and lowlights and the future. Doing a bit of reflecting on this recently. Like, yeah, overall, it's been a great experience and mostly highlights. If you look at dating as either you're in a relationship or you're not, and if you're not, you're not successful or you, it wasn't worth your time. Like, I think that's not a great way to look at it because I think sometimes you're meant to be maybe not single, but like maybe not committed to someone else mm -hmm. where you can both still learn a lot from each other or at least try a new place in San Francisco together and have a decent time. The lowest it would go is, is generally like pretty decent night out, but not a ton of chemistry. I'm never going to be the person that's going to show up. And even though I realize it's probably not going to work out based on like body language and physical attraction, I'm not going to just cut someone off after five minutes like all of our time is valuable here and like if someone's going to make plans to meet up with you I feel like it's really it would be really cold to just mm -hmm. kind of like stand mm -hmm. someone up after seeing them and hearing a few sentences or I mean honestly like I've stayed friends with a lot of people that um that I initially met through like a dating context I actually just ran into um, one of my old co-workers on the walk over here and I told her I was coming to y'all's mm -hmm. place to to do this podcast and she was like and she's actually getting married uh, I think this month but she was saying oh yeah I remember those days like I actually had three buckets it was the three buckets <laughs> she, she had the uh, the bang bucket oh the buddy bucket mm -hmm. and the boyfriend bucket okay and then her friend was like what about the chuck bucket like when you just don't want to even even consider them <laughs> she's like oh the, well, delete delete um, but but focusing on the middle part the buddy bucket that that really is a thing that happens it's like maybe you think it might work out but it's okay if you just end up being friends and a lot of people are not I've, I've met people that are not like they don't want more than x amount of people in their life so yeah. like if you met through a dating context and it's not going to work romantically they kind of just prefer the cold turkey just mm -hmm. never talk to you again um, which I, I totally understand and respect but you know life is short and if you meet people and you feel like they could still provide value to you and vice versa and you think they're interesting I think it's worth at least staying in contact so, so where did your people fall in the bang bucket yeah the... <laughs> I mean, 
buckets did you buddy have? Buddy bucket and yeah, the and those, and that's, girlfriend bucket. That was the first time I'd heard those. Uh, so those are not and my terms. And there is a buddy bang bucket as well. It's a combo. I, yeah, it's the little, overlap. Yeah, it's when the buckets like merge together. Um, yeah, I would. I honestly think majority of people fell into like eventually into the buddy bucket. The kind of three date threshold is when you kind of like make that distinction. I find myself not being as selective after just one date. I you know trying to give people the benefit mm. of doubt if maybe it wasn't like an electric first date, but maybe that's a good thing. Might get better after that. There's a wide range of things. You know, four and a half years been pretty steadily on the apps most of the time. I want to categorize this into a couple phases of your mm-hmm. life. Let's talk about when you first moved to San Francisco, that phase. I remember we moved here around the same time. Your face was like open-minded, just want to experience as many things and people as possible, mm-hmm. want to go out and try doing things that you've never done before. Obviously not really looking to settle down. So let's talk about that phase. What were some of the highlights <laughs> of that day phase? <laughs> That's like a great place to be when you're new somewhere, at least if you're open to it. I I had moved from Houston where I had gone through a tough breakup that I didn't see coming. And Mm -hmm. honestly, it was, it affected me for a while. My main goal was just to get myself right. And it it takes time. And so it's easier to say that now in retrospect. And in the moment, I'm sure I was telling girls on first dates, like, oh, I'm looking for a serious relationship. Week two in San Francisco. But in reality, like I wanted to meet people. I didn't really know many people here when I moved here. Kind of leads to being open to some things that end up just being fun and, uh, yeah. Just for listeners at home, you can't see this, but Andy brought his dating <laughs> journal with him. So it's, endearing. It, it's a handwritten <laughs> notebook. When did you start this journal? Uh, so year? first page, dating journal, San Francisco, California. Second page, June 1st, 2015, the day I moved here. Oh my God. The day um, you moved here. Okay. There's no entries for that day. So I didn't like go on a date the first day. <laughs> Can we be your but... last entry? <laughs> I was on Dateable Podcast. Yes, Done. that would be, honestly, that would be a great way to just close the book and probably burn it. (laughs) So give us some highlights from those earlier journal entries. What was happening then? Everything from like, you know, the few friends that I did know here, or at least people that knew friends here, it's like everyone wants to connect. And like, it was like, oh my God, you'd be perfect. You should like go on a date with this person. Oh, what are my friends? Yeah, you up. we were new in town. <laughs> a lot of it, a lot of it was like you know friend connections, but some of them specifically were like, oh, I think you'd like really get along like, if you're open to dating like this person. Yeah. And uh, some of that was that worked out, and some of that like you know I would like connect with the person and never respond back. So it was like, how well do you actually know that person? <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I think I was in like my third week, no, like third day at work. And I've never been one to, you know, really mess around with girls in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't want to like cr- cross that line. Uh, but this girl was like coming on really hard to me, like like at work. And like it was really obvious. And like there was this other guy in the picture that like I could tell like really liked her. And they'd both been working together for a long time. So mm. this is like probably like a lot of built up romantic stress for him that never came through. And then she's all of a sudden like hopping on the new guy. And I was like, this is a little much. <laughs> then I found out she was basically my neighbor too. So, you know, just things like that where like you don't always see it coming, even if you're open to dating and you might be on some of the apps, some of the like most memorable looking back things are when it's something that it was just kind of out of left field or mm. on a flight back after a really long trip and I just like pretty much dead, just like ended up really heading it off with a flight attendant on the way back. And what do you mean by hitting um, it off? This is a mile high club situation. No, not oh, okay. on the plane itself. <laughs> so actually, I remember this because uh, we, we had talked for like, you know, four hours on this, like it, it was a flight back from Hong Kong. Uh-huh. Uh, I found out that some of these long haul flights, like flight attendants end up staying uh, in certain places for, you know, three, mm. four or five days. She was going to be here for five days. We didn't see any reason not to yeah. hang out. Um, and then we ended up also meeting on like a layover all across the world, like 
four months later. Oh, wow. Um, Those are the best. Yeah. But now she's engaged, so good for hey, her. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, <laughs> it's all about the journey, yeah. not the destination. You were able to meet each other on that journey. Exactly. You know what's nice, though? It's like I'm thinking just like back to like early days, mm-hmm. like when you first moved somewhere and you're really like just trying to get settled. Yeah. Like, I'd be curious, like, what your, like, first experience was to UA. But, like, I know for me, like, I wasn't really even thinking about dating when I first moved here. Like, it was, like, a very secondary thing. And it was, like, let me get friends. Let me get, like, acquainted in this new city. Let me just explore and enjoy life. And then it was, like, things just happen organically. Mm -hmm. And, like, while I think there's sometimes it's good to be intentional, I think there is also something to be said about just, like, letting things happen and just being enjoyable enjoying life and like where you are. Absolutely. Yeah, I think when you're telling that story, I kind of thought back and to like my early days in San Francisco. And I miss those days when you're the new kid on the block. Everything seems new. You want to say yes to everything. I remember going to like this house party where there was like live music and everyone was playing drums. And I remember just being like, cool, all right, I'm down for this. Right. And going to like some other random party. And we're just like, I would never do those things now. In the beginning, you're just so open to it. And what are some ways we can take that back, even in a city that you've been living in for many years, because there's still newness. There's something about dating fatigue that's related to when you think like there's nothing new out there, when there really is. There are pockets of people and places that you may have never experienced in your own city. So how can we use some of that newness? You know, like, let's just revisit and become a new kid on the block again. Yeah. Okay. After you're now not new anymore. Kind of like, let's say like the year yeah. in. Well, you had a phase yeah. where you wanted to be in a relationship. How did you get to that mm. point? I, I think I got to that point uh, through regret. There was this girl probably somewhere in that phase one that I liked hanging out with. And we, for all intents and purposes, were like dating each other, you know, like spending the night at each other's place and like doing a lot of stuff together. And I even got her like a bunch of gifts. And one of them was like, she worked at Emeryville. And I was like, this cute little car that said like, I'll cross the bridge for you. Which like, Aww. as we know in SF, it's like, <laughs> it's it, a big deal. It's a big deal. <laughs> like, oh, we cross a body of water. Yeah, um, that's like long distance Do you really like yeah. someone. Yeah, LDR for sure. Um, but uh <laughs> But yeah, I, it was one of those things where it was like everything was good. I just hadn't made up my mind about what I wanted. And mm. and she was not super like decisive about like wanting a relationship, probably more so like, hey, like what are, what are we kind of thing? And so we kind of just fizzled out and she ended up moving to L.A. And I hate to like be the guy that's like sees social media. She started dating a new guy. And then instantly mm. I was like, man, I kind of like screwed that up. Like I think she would have been actually a good partner in a relationship. All the signs were there. You know, maybe if she was going to end up moving to like L.A either way but I think we probably could have made it work if it was something that that we were both a little bit more invested in so. well that's the downside of that phase where you're just like I'll do whatever yeah. like not mm-hmm. intentional because like when you do have a situation that you're like oh shoot this could be something you're not necessarily like grasping that either yeah right so then that kind of pushed you over the edge to be ready for a relationship yeah that kind of was when I was like you know I'm not getting any younger I think this also happened <laughs> at when 26 I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well unfortunately uh, I think my like sports career and like athletic career peaked a little bit early so I think around the same time I was also like going through a few injuries Mm -hmm. and I kind of was like okay 
I'm, I'm not like going to be young forever. And as fun as this can be, maybe I should be a little bit more intentional about what I'm looking for mm -hmm. and set that like upfront, basically like not waste my time if, if it's clear the other person isn't looking for that as well. So yeah, so I, I was definitely happy to take that step. I would say this maybe middle phase definitely closed out at, at the beginning of this year, which I, I guess I'll get to, but mm -hmm. that there were a few things that I thought were like really going to, you know, be off the ground and take off. For some reason, I'm really good at like finding and dating people that are just out of really long relationships mm -hmm. and attracting those girls for some reason. Mm. And you don't always know that fact right away. Mm. So it's one of those things where to put it in layman's terms, I've ended up being like a long-term rebound for, uh, I think, mm. a few different girls, which is hard because like, I think not a gender thing at all. I think both goes both ways. It's like, if you're in a, a great long relationship and you're going through a breakup and I've been there before as well, you kind of like want the best parts of a relationship again without mm -hmm. the, the tough parts. Like mm -hmm. you're like, oh yeah, I would love to just like have someone to hang out with and, you know, watch movies yeah. with and go eat, it's eat with. It's the companionship. The companionship without the actual tough parts of a relationship. And I think some people unintentionally maybe just seek that as they're trying to cope through a previous breakup. So it feels like the signs are there that it's progressing because yeah. they like yeah. want to hang out all the time. Right. But right. then they don't want to actually take that next step with you. Yeah, and it kind of came to a head like again at the earlier this year was very intentional like within 10 minutes of meeting this girl like just so you know I'm looking for a serious relationship would love to know you know what you're looking for because you know we had a pretty good banter and everything so far mm -hmm. so I didn't think it was too soon to jump into that because she seemed like you know she was a bit older and she seemed like she was fine with you know a mature conversation and she kind of was like oh yeah I'm just not sure yet but like let's just go from here and that eventually like 12 days later led to just still being like oh I'm just not really looking mm. for anything so it was tough yeah. because like if I'm going to spend that much time with someone and, and in that case I was you know trying to learn from past dating and kind of being like I need to be like distraction free like I really like this girl I'm going to try to put my best foot forward, like lay out the red carpet. Like mm. I'm going to minimize any side distractions, like girls that I might just like have unintentionally kept around. I'm going to be like, hey, sorry, I'm like starting mm -hmm. to see someone like we can't hang out kind of thing. It, it kind of was tough to like after like 12 dates when we had a lot in common and had a lot of fun together. She was just kind of like still not really looking for anything serious. So that actually propelled me to really start looking earnestly into moving abroad. So I, mm. I'm grateful for that experience because it was kind of like the final like unfortunate like okay like this is maybe a blessing in disguise of uh you know obviously a big move like this is easier to do yeah. uh when it's just yourself instead of yep. taking someone else into account as well so i was kind of like okay you know what it's not it's not a loss it's just like it's just a sign that like this is what i'm meant to do mm. so like before you get into something serious yeah. like you're like now i know i want it but mm. let me like make sure i like don't have any regrets and get this off my bucket list. exactly so since, basically since march i've been trying to basically lay low because in my opinion like the, almost the worst case scenario at this point is meeting someone that i do really like that's true and then that you're I, not staying right so you know yeah. what's crazy about what you just described is i was telling julie one of my coworkers was listening to our podcast and <laughs> <laughs> She's like, the one thing I really want to hear is from a dude's point of view, why, when they're ready for a relationship, how do I know that? And then what are some signs that they're ready? Mm -hmm. And like, why, why is it that I'm meeting guys who don't seem like they want to commit? And what you're describing exactly the conundrum of what we face today. When you are ready for a relationship, you look for someone who gives you all the signs that they're also ready for a relationship. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, those are the people who are fresh out of a relationship because mm -hmm. they're the most familiar with yeah. what, a, what a relationship is. Subject matter is. experts. <laughs> so they're actually not scared 
scared to want to ask for more time to hang out. They're not scared to introduce、yeah. you to friends because they're so used to、mm-hmm. basically just replacing their ex with you, right?、Yeah. But the people who want to be in a relationship, who are single, who are looking to get in a relationship, are still playing that cat and mouse game a little bit. They're probably not as keen on asking for time. They're not like introducing you to friends right away. So for you. You might just take that as a sign that they're not ready, or they they want to take it slow.、Mm. Yeah. So of course, the one who's who seems ready for a relationship gets ahead in what's going on, but then you find out in the yeah, end that you're just like replacing. Yeah, yeah. Or it could just be that they're more like relationship oriented in general, and they could be ready for a relationship. But I guess like this woman, she flat out told you she wasn't right. Yeah. Like, I think I love having that conversation early on. <laughs> yeah. No, because it's like. You know, like I mean, in retrospect, it's tough because you always want to be like, "Well, I can change them. I can see what I can pull out that red carpet. I can make、oh, yeah, them do、yeah. it." But the reality is, she told you from date one. Yeah.、Right? So, so the the only thing, and and like everything in her situation makes sense. The only thing I wish would have happened was like that she would have told me that before we actually met up. Because like、mm. once you're actually on the date and、yeah. you're like together and having a good time, it's kind of like, all right, well, yeah. I mean, like I'm not just gonna leave right after. Like, yeah,、right. it feels right. It feels right. You're like, yeah, like you do maybe have a higher. Confidence of like, oh, maybe she'll change her mind in a few weeks. Yeah,、uh, for sure. But to her credit, she had actually deleted the app、um, about a week before we met up. We had already had the date plan because it was around the holidays, so we had to like plan a you know a little bit in advance. And she actually told me like, oh, I was actually planning to bail on this date, but my friends,、oh, wow. my friends saw your profile and they're like, oh, you seem like have a, a lot in common, and you shouldn't bail. Like you already made the plan, blah blah. blah. But in retrospect, I wish she had listened to her friends and just and <laughs>、right. just like canceled the day because it ended up being、yeah. much more painful, you know, two month、yeah. process of like kind of you know falling for her a bit but, and stuff. But but to be fair, we've heard this over and over again. People just don't really know what、no. they're looking for. They may say one thing, but they、right. need another, and they don't know until they're presented with、right. the option. So I I don't fault her for that.、No. At least she told you pretty early on versus、totally. like a year into this. Right.、Thing. The other side too is like you could always look at it like at least you had two good months and you saw that you were like、That's、capable、totally. of really falling for someone. Now in spawn this abroad living. So. Yeah. Yeah. No. And and like you said, you you kind of like do need that. Spark every every once、yeah. in a while because like I think it's easy to get in like dating、mm-hmm. ruts where you're like oh am I can I even feel that spark anymore、yeah. and you almost question like I, I'm never gonna be one that's like does love exist like I like it's silly but but it, it does help to like every once in a while、yeah. have something that you're at least you know. Going to date five, six,、mm-hmm. telling your friends about wanting your friends to meet, right? Doing、I'm, a lot together. So, I mean, I had a situation, recent situation, where my boyfriend basically had to leave the country because he lost his visa. And it's like, in retrospect, you could say, like, oh, that's really shitty. I got my like emotions involved, and I got attached to someone. But then, like on the flip side, you can be like, oh, like I had that experience. Yes,、yeah. right. So it's like. It's a catch twenty two. It's like I get it. It hurts more if like you keep getting invested. Yeah. But if you don't ever try to get invested, like that's not the solution either. I I go under this motto. I rather be hurt and know that I have feelings. Yeah. Versus、Absolutely. never getting hurt and、right. not being not being connected to my feelings. And all the experts we've talked to have said the only way to get better relationships is to get into relationships. Right. We're all so scared of getting relationships because oh maybe this. Person is not is not ready. They're getting hurt. The timing, blah 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 blah. I'm getting hurt. If we're gonna learn, we have to just throw、right. ourselves into these situations. If it's two months, if it's six months, if it's one week, it doesn't really even matter. It doesn't、it's、matter. Just you're like, still lear- yeah, you're yeah. learning. 
Yeah. Exactly. So, okay. So there was a <laughs> that few... brings us to phase three. Well, no, no, not there yet. Not there yet. <laughs> so I have a question before we go to phase three. But like you said that you felt like all the women you were interested in were like kind of not ready. Were there any women that were interested in you that you were not mm, into? That's a good question. So to some extent, the girl I was talking about before that moved to LA is one of them. I think that like at least there was like her, she was a little bit more ready than I was. It's not mm-hmm. that I wasn't into her. If I'm trying to put myself in the reverse shoes, yeah, I think that's part of the problem is that like even if you communicate feelings and emotions, you don't always feel everything. Like I'm sure this girl I was just describing from earlier this year doesn't realize how much I was hurt by that. Um, right. And I probably don't realize how much I've potentially hurt someone else that might have felt more for me than I realized, even if there was good communication both ways. So I think if you have any advice on like how to like... <laughs> better that so that like even if there is a difference at least you can know where you stand and it's not just like this thing that just lingers for a while i mean i think when it lingers is when two people don't talk about the elephant in the room that's when it lingers Mm. but it doesn't linger if you're still pushing the conversation if every time you meet you learn something new about your relationship whether it's what she likes what she doesn't like what she prefers preference and communication, that's all something you're learning each time. Mm -hmm. So that's not time wasted. I think lingering is when it's just status quo for a long time. Mm -hmm. And you just have, you're like playing psychic and you're trying to guess what's on their mind. Yeah. That's when it lingers. I am curious though, and I don't, I'm not going to put you on the spot or her on the spot, but I've been wanting to ask about one of our mutual friends that you did hook up with. I'm obviously not going to bring up her name, but on paper, I thought you two would have been a great match. (laughs) And I think you guys had flirtations and you went out. It never blossomed into anything. And I know that you had met when she was looking for something Mm. more. And I think you were just about to get to that phase two in your life. So what what happened? Yeah, what happened there? And I know she's in your journal. (laughs) (laughs) yes um not totally sure but it's probably somewhere closer to like yeah i was not quite ready to take the next step i think to her credit she quickly then pivoted to find something like more of what she was looking for so i think it maybe is like i was just taking too much time to even figure out um or or being willing to kind of like put in the the required commitment to to even just like getting to know her well enough to, um, mm. if there should be a relationship. In this case though, happy to say we're still friends. And, I know. Uh, you know, th- things that were never, it was just, yeah, it's kind of like you either really talk through everything and like there's a clear like, you know, agreement of not seeing each other again or it's just like things might fizzle out a little bit. But then if you have that much in common and, and get along so well, I think like if, if you're okay with being friends, like I think that's still a great thing. So so um, in, in this situation, if I'm just going to speak for some women out there who would be curious, <laughs> if that is a situation where you're kind of like unsure where things are going, maybe you're not totally ready and she sees that and she acts on it by pivoting mm-hmm. to something else, like mm-hmm. kind of spending less time with you. Would the situation have changed if she said, Andy, I like you. Yeah. I want to be in a relationship with you. Can you work on this with me? Let's pause for a quick break because it's that time of the year where things can get a little emotional. The holidays can bring up a lot of feelings, some good and some bad. That's why I think now more than ever is a good time to focus on mental health. I am so grateful I found BetterHelp where I can get online counseling with professional, credible and compassionate therapists in a safe and private online environment. I make it a habit to talk to my therapist because sometimes I just need to talk things out. BetterHelp's counselors specialize in relationships 
relationships, depression, trauma, and many other areas. You're sure to find a counselor you jive with, considering they have over 3,000 licensed professionals across all 50 states. They even offer financial assistance. Now, for Dateable listeners only, you get 10% off your first month with the code DATEABLE. Get started today by going to betterhelp.com slash DATEABLE. Simply fill out a questionnaire to assess your needs and get matched with a suitable counselor. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash DATEABLE and use the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E for 10% off your first month. Now back to the show. Would the situation have changed if she said, Andy, I like you. Yeah. I want to be in a relationship with you. Can you work on this with me? Definitely. I think I'm always a big fan of like super direct, almost like a little bit jarring communicate. Like I think you need that kind of jolt sometimes to most people in SF have a lot of competing priorities and a lot of things that maybe you give yourself the excuse to spend more time doing, whether it's work or uh, health or dating, uh, family stuff. Like in those type of situations, it's not that you don't want to resolve something or figure out what it is, but you might just knock it further down the list mm-hmm. and it kind of just stays idle until someone does make a, a, you know, a bold move, whether that's, oh, here's my new significant other, <laughs> be jealous or, uh, or yeah, just, you know, say something super direct and really like almost like an ultimatum, like, Hey, what is this? Um, I mean, do- what do you have to lose at that point? Exactly. Right? That's true. But yeah. Julie, have you ever had that kind of conversation with someone? I like it sounds great theoretically actually this is kind of good timing but I was like doing some research for like male dating experts to come on our show came across this guy Matthew Boggs and he had like a YouTube channel that was pretty popular and like one of them was like basically just like what happens like when a guy like kind of fades out and then like comes back Mm -hmm. like how do you handle that and his advice was so freaking direct and when he said it I was like damn that actually is like Super interesting. So he basically said, this was his advice, and I'll get Andy's opinion if this would have scared him off or if it would have been, like, great. So his advice was, like, if the guy had disappeared and recontacted the woman, she responds, like, favorably to his texts. He asks her to hang out. She's like, like, what do you have in mind? Like, kind of deflecting it. And then when he invites her somewhere, she's like, can we, like, do a quick call first? I just want to talk to you about something. So she calls him up. And then she basically says, like, hey, like, I was really enjoying, like, getting to know you. And I noticed, like, like you said that you were going to contact me, like, in two days. And it's been, like, two weeks. And, like, that's totally cool. But I'm looking for a guy that's going to follow through on his promises. Like, are you that type of guy? And if you're not, that's fine. I just want to know. And I was like, damn, that is like, the whole point is that like you have no attachment. So if like, okay, I found out earlier. So Mm -hmm. it's not like an ultimatum. You're just being like, hey, this is my expectation. Because he's like, look, it's a big deal when someone has integrity and they do what they say. Mm. And you should see that. And Mm -hmm. if they respond back and they're like, hey, it was a misunderstanding, like noted, I won't do it again versus like making a bunch of excuses, like you get more information put into someone right Mm. and it's not like you have to say i'll never see this person again or i won't it's not like that it's just another kind of data point into who this person is totally interesting so i mean this is the thing we people are afraid to be that direct because they're afraid of scaring you off right right? they they think if i bring this up he's gonna think oh i i want a commitment too early i i don't i don't want to lose him this early but you're andy you're saying like i would actually prefer this kind of communication why is that i I think it's from the east coast i think (laughs) honestly like you know having lived in both places i think it's just it is a little bit more like 
of a fragile, maybe like passive communication、mm. environment here. Even if people are used to it, you kind of like conform to like maybe more of the the mean of the scale as opposed to being on the extremes. So every once in a while, when you know that that really strong, bold, like super direct communication comes up from a dating partner, it is kind of like jarring, but it I think it is great.、Uh, and this is like sort of related. I I think actually going back through the journal a little bit too, I've actually met a lot of girls at like shows, like concerts, and it is like extremely attractive to me if a girl is willing to be at a show by herself、mm. because that means she's not there just because she wants to be like in her Instagram with her friends the next morning. Yeah, she actually just she's、really、not there because、music. yeah. She likes the music. She's there, and she's like independent enough to go do what she wants to do without. Because it, it, it's kind of like similar to travel. Like a lot of my friends ask about travel, and it's like, oh well, you know, I really wanted to go this place, and I saw this flight deal, but then you know, I didn't go because I couldn't find friends to go with. And it's like,、yeah. would you rather go by yourself or not go at all? Yeah, because, right. Like, you Why pause、everyone. your life? Exactly.、Yeah. And so,、um, and so, yeah, and, and like my love for live music as well. I think, I, I think at some point I did take a, a quick break from the, the apps for a few months, and I, but I still wanted to meet people, of course. And so I, I was、uh, using a service called Jukli and going to a lot of concerts and, and yeah, like met a few girls that I really, really got along super well with. You know, if you can pinpoint what maybe some of your main like non-negotiables are, like if someone doesn't like the same type of music as you and you spend a lot of your time <laughs> doing that, I'm sure it could work out still. But like realistically, maybe you should focus your efforts on like that type of scene. But in general, like those kinds of th- I, maybe that's like a quick synopsis of like things that I l- learned along the way of how to like optimize for what I'm actually looking for. It's like focus on. You know some of those things that are really important to you, and like so, it's both the passion of like the live music, and and also like the hey, if a girl's willing to be there by herself, she's independent, she's、mm-hmm. you know takes initiative. Maybe she would be the kind of person that would be a little bit more direct in terms of hey, like I'm not going to waste my time. I'm someone that like prioritizes yeah. things. Yeah,、so. I just think in general people should be more direct with their communication. We should、yeah. learn to have more of that East Coast vibe. Yeah,、so、I'm sure neither one of you watch、uh, Bachelor in Paradise. It's okay <laughs> no, if you don't,、sorry. but I'm sure. Some of our listeners do. Sorry, Venmo John, if you're but listening. <laughs> <laughs> but there was an episode recently where this couple, Katie and Chris, who have met on Bachelor in Paradise, are on the show and they are in like a relationship, right? And they're developing the relationship, having a great time. And because she is so scared of making him like pushing him away by moving too fast, she says one thing to him, and it completely throws him off. She says something along the lines of, "I'm totally cool if you date other people."、Mm. I found myself like, classic, this too. Cool classic, cool girl. To be like,、yep. oh no, I'm totally cool. You do your, you do you. I don't need us to be committed, etc. So he goes off, and in his confessional, he's like, "I can't believe she said that. All I wanted to hear was her to say." I want you to be mine. I only、right. want us to be together. But then, so she says this. So now I'm thinking I should go on dates with other people.、Mm. And so it. Did, and then、yeah. she. And then the episode like basically comes back around with her crying, being like, I don't know why I said that because、uh. all I really wanted was for him to be in a committed relationship、mm. with right. me. Right. Well, I think that's the point too. With this, it's like first of all, give someone the opportunity that they might not even realize that they did something,、mm-hmm. or also like be honest with what you're looking for. And so, like I think his point was like. It's more attractive when a girl has that self-respect. That's like,、yeah. if you're not meeting my needs, then like I'm gonna find someone that will. But I'm still giving you an opportunity and letting you know I want you to meet my needs. So I think that's the problem is that so many of us daters try to be the cool dater. Yeah. Well, I'm cool with what you do. You do you. I do me. But we're not communicating our needs and our our demands. It's like the baby that never cries. You're just never gonna feed it, right? Because you just assume、right. it's never hungry.、Mm. But the baby. <laughs> 
that does cry, you will cater to their needs. So that's what we need to learn from this phase two, Andy. <laughs> Actually, that's what I took away, not what Andy took away, but that's what so I took away. Phase three, what happened next? Uh, I mean, phase three. So as I, you know, cemented the plans to to move to Berlin and everything, it's kind of in a way it's been liberating because you know I've still had this past few months here since I've known about the move. I'm, I'm like actively trying like to not be in a serious relationship because that would obviously make it more difficult. It is kind of nice because it, yeah, it's kind of like almost back to how you started. And, and I'm not saying in terms of just like hookups and stuff. It's just more like you almost have that new novelty of appreciation for mm. things in the city. Even if you haven't mm. done it before, it's kind of like, you know, this might be the last time you do this thing. Mm. This might be the last chance you have to go do this thing. Spending a lot more time just, you know, hanging with friends and and really like investing time in, in, in people that you might not see as much uh, just realistically. So being happy. I yeah. think that's yeah. the part that's like, yeah, like I think like it's great to be intentional and prioritize dating. And this is where there's like a line because if yeah. you don't ever prioritize it and sometimes it just doesn't happen. Yeah. But then on the other side, if that's all you're doing, that's all you're thinking yeah. about. It becomes a chore. It, right. And you're not just like being around people that like you love to just mm-hmm. enjoy their company. Right. Totally. It was um, Hinge was the only app I used for most of 2018 and, and early this year. But it was like one of those things where like I was that was like the most often app that I was checking. I, I turned off notifications, but that actually probably made it worse because then I would always have to go and see yeah. if there were any messages or like, oh, who's new today that I might be able to match with. And it's like, yeah, it was like a bad distraction for me. And it was like, it's like that easy low hanging fruit that you do when you know you should be doing something else, like, you know, a big project or something that, you know, requires more focus than just kind of like opening an app and seeing right. what might be in store for you without really any real intention. So once I caught myself doing that too much, I was like, you know what, it's time to to be off right. and just like enjoy the last few months here. It is yeah. a catch 22 though. Cause I feel like, like, yeah, for you, you're leaving, but mm-hmm. like for people that like are trying to like build a life here and find that romantic yeah. partner, it's like, I kind of took that stance that I was like, yeah, I'm not going to really use apps. Granted, I just wasn't in the right place to date because I was like getting over an ex. But like, I just didn't really meet anyone in that time Mm. because I Mm. wasn't like actively using apps. So I think it's like, it's kind of a catch 22. It's like, it is a good way to meet people, especially in this day and age when like realistically, you just don't meet people in bars that much, especially if you're there with your friends and stuff. Just for the record, I'm 100% a a supporter of apps and I think they're great. Like I honestly have met so many people here that I'm just, even though I'm in like a few different circles, there are people that I've met like in the medical industry or, you know, in, in, in just places where like, I, right. you know, education and like, I'm just not really like, I don't have a lot of friends in those circles and I don't go to events in those spaces. So it's like without mm-hmm. that. And, but it's really interesting if you meet someone that like does something totally different from totally. you, right? Um, brings a new perspective, uh, might be from somewhere totally different. So I, I think the apps are great. And so at no point do I want to no. uh, demolish them at all. It's more just, I think our behaviors that we use or that we kind of like allow ourselves to fall into because yep. then if you turn it into kind of like a, a numbers game I think that's when it's a trouble um, because because then you're again you're not really focusing yeah. on attention you're not focusing on like who might actually be a good match for you as opposed to just like oh someone's down to meet tonight great like I have plans like I that's agree. not really good use yeah, of time so filling up your calendar right. so are you going to use apps when you go to Berlin I think so but I, I probably want to like give it like a couple months first is there but... a hinge in Berlin 
Keys. Are there? Not totally sure, but I think they're there. They're definitely in London. I know that. I'm okay. pretty sure they're in Berlin also. At yeah. the very least, Tinder. But that's you know. That's I true. mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're like the new kid again. I know. Like you're now going into this phase, which is super exciting. It's like always really fun to be like. Yeah. What are your intentions for Berlin dating? Yeah, and I do want to say real quick, like there was a, a part of me for a while that was like, you know, after deciding to eventually leave SF, I was like kind of almost disappointed that, you know, it didn't end up in a long, serious relationship yeah. here because it is such a great city for all of you listeners at home. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't want you to be jaded because like it's such an amazing city to be a romantic. So like, yeah, uh, in your four and a half years here. Yeah. You never called anyone your girlfriend. Um, Kind of complicated. Um, okay. But but yeah, nothing that was uh, no one ever like met my parents or anything like that. Actually, oh. that's a lie. <laughs> um, so you did yeah. call someone your girlfriend. Oh, I wouldn't say that per se, but it was definitely we were like for sure like dating. But uh, but yeah, so basically no like lengthy thing that was like for sure black a and full white. Full blown like, relationship. Right. Did you fall in love? Yes. Okay. Let's hold that thought for a second. We'll get right back to it. This episode is sponsored by Via. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, wow, it will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly surprised by the High Love gummies because it is just the right amount of THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning Dreams THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATEABLE at ViaHemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to ViaHemp.com and use a code DATEABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's ViaHemp.com and use a code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from ViaHemp. This episode is made possible by Armoire. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out. Listen, I live in Southern California. There is absolutely no need for puffer coats or any sort of those winter jackets. But when I travel anywhere else in the world in these cold months, I'm often burdened with the task of getting winter clothes. And now with Armoire, I can just rent my winter wardrobe. It's brilliant. Right now, our listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash dateable. That is armoire.style, spelled A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. We are so excited to share with you our new podcast, Exit Interview. 
Dates don't usually end with a satisfaction survey, and yet we rate everything in our lives, from Uber drivers to local coffee shops. So why don't we do the same thing when dating? We're here to conduct the ultimate romance review, featuring daters hungry for love who have agreed to call up old flames to gather honest feedback. Welcome to Exit Interview. He upgraded himself to business class while I was in economy. <laughs> Wait, wow. What? There's feedback that will make you cringe. She could be a little bit hard-headed, like not reading the writing on the wall. And feedback that will make you swoon. But she said that she had feelings for you. I had no idea. Really? <laughs> and maybe you'll learn a thing or two yourself about how you can be a better dater, lover, or partner. Obviously, like, Nia is going to learn something. I didn't expect this. Welcome to Exit Interview. Listen to Exit Interview on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More than once? Yes. But um, but yeah, I'm single, so <laughs> temporary love. But you're lucky to have fallen in love Absolutely. multiple times. Like you mentioned That's earlier, great. it's like one of those things. Um, I think I can't remember the movie, but Oscar winning movie with about the two men in love in, in Italy. And at the end, the dad has a really like epic monologue where he's basically saying like he's consoling his his kid who like basically fell in love. And then the guy left and went back to the States. And he was like a synopsis of his so much better to like feel something mm -hmm. than to like as you get older you're kind of conditioned to just like feel less and less mm -hmm. and less yeah and it, it had so much ethos because it's like this older dad who you know maybe his relationship with his wife was not really the same anymore and then like this teenage boy that's just like so you know riding so the roller love. coaster yeah. of love and and like yeah like any day of the week i'd rather be on the roller coaster than on on the flat highway so i'm um, with you that is a great quote Love it. <laughs> UA loves the roller coaster analogy too. Hey. So you just Peter too. Hey, it's a great analogy. I love the timelines. <laughs> you love the roller coaster analogies. But, but yeah, your original question about Berlin, like, yeah, I don't know if it's as much of a romantic city as SF, just in terms of just like the thing, the sheer things you can do. There are a lot of sex clubs. <laughs> I don't know how you define so, romance. There's a lot of transplants too. <sighs> Tons of if I have the option between like sex in a dark, dingy basement <laughs> or sex like with an amazing view of like the Golden Gate Bridge or like something else, then like I'm gonna choose that. True, so, true. So romantic. If you have not explored the outdoors of SF uh, with your true. romantic partner, please do. Just don't get caught because actually a felony, I think. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so intentions for Blinn, I honestly, to be determined. Okay. That's a good way to go into it. Yeah. I like it. I, honestly, my mindset is really just like to be present here while I'm still here. Mm -hmm. um, I probably don't know what's coming for me over there, but as we talked about, it's kind of a great way for like closure and, and, and hopefully just to impart at least one or two helpful tidbits or at least inspiration to those out there. Just because I think like there's so many great opportunities and so many amazing women out there and men, I'm sure too. I didn't go on any dates with any men, but, but so many women out there that I know that are still single that maybe those out there might be able to meet. Cool. This has been such a good conversation. I have so many takeaways. Go for it. Do you want do me it. to start? You do it. <laughs> I guess like I think the one that really sticks out to me is just like how every life stage and every relationship you have, whether it's like we talked about one week or like six months, whatever that time frame is, it like all kind of builds together to like give you who you are and what you're looking 
looking for in Mm -hmm. the future. Like, I love to do this exercise that I like go back and look at like past years. Yeah, you love that. Yeah, it was like, like, it's like good to remember, like, this is where I was at at that point. And I think there's like different things you can bring in from different life stages. Not to say I'm going to like revert back to my 25 year old self. But like, I think like some of the stuff, like just being like that deary eyed kid that's so excited to Mm -hmm. be in this new place and open to every invitation and just like really willing to. Being on your dating show as one of the contestants in a onesie, you know. (laughs) Right. Oh yeah. I forgot about that, Andy. We did give that one. But yeah, no, like exactly. Like just down to do anything. And I think like some of that like does disappear with age. Mm -hmm. And like, I think there's also though things that you can take in from your learnings and like Mm -hmm. how to be more intentional and that stuff that like, it doesn't have to be like either or like how I was back then and how I am now. Mm. Like what are some ways to kind of take the best of both and bring that to your dating life now? Mm, I like that. This is kind of like the the ghosts of Christmas past, you know? Like, <laughs> it reminds me of that because it's a, it's a way of looking at your present situation from a timeline perspective. Mm-hmm. So my takeaway is whatever you're going through right now, what conundrum you're in, view it from the lens of you five years ago as if you were completely new to the situation. Yep. How would you approach the situation now? Like if you're trying to, for example, trying to define the relationship with your current partner, if you were just brand new into this and you were kind of like innocent or ignorant, what would you do? How would you approach it? And then the second perspective is looking back at the situation from five years from now, what are some things that would not matter Oh yeah, at that point? Why did I even dwell on that? Or the guy that ghosted that you have no idea what his name is now. <laughs> yeah, like why <laughs> Those of like, I have no idea what your name is. What are the throwaways, right? (laughs) Putting things in perspective and realizing these are things that will not matter in five years. Yeah, let Marie Kondo go through your dating journal and (laughs) does it spark joy? (laughs) Probably not anymore. (laughs) Marie Kondo, Kondo, you're doing your life. life. (laughs) Something we should all be doing is what Andy's already done is keep a journal, whether that's a, a dating journal or just a journal in general. Because our memories are so selective that sometimes we need to go back and look at exactly what happened. Yeah. I love this theme of like no regrets too and just kind of saying what you want and what Mm, you need and like not really kind of having a fear of the outcome. Like we talked about kind of like you looked back at that woman that you were like, oh, this is like someone I could have had a serious relationship and I wasn't ready and then she moved on. Yeah. It's like if you don't have those regrets of like saying what you meant to say, like that's the best way to move forward. I know I've had regrets. I know there's been people in my life that I didn't have like the guts to tell that I was like into yeah. and they just passed away and like no, now they're happily married. Not really passed away. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> And then I just had no regrets. So if you, yeah, if you don't return the feelings for me, I'm just kidding. They truly ghosted me. I was at a, I was at a comedy show this past weekend, and the the main headliner had a great line about like he was kind of a dorky guy. It was kind of his persona, and he was saying, you know, dating apps are a lot better if you just assume that potentially those people that aren't swiping right back to you, they might just be dead. Like, who's going to delete their Tinder profile if they die? Like, that's not really what they're looking exactly. for. So just, exactly. Know, if they don't swipe back, they're probably just dead. Well, I bet more figuratively, like, they've passed me, like, right. in an opportunity. But yes, I can see where that could get misinterpreted. But, like, yeah, like, in retrospect, like, what did I have to lose by telling them? Like, worst right. case is, like, mm. they would have been like, yeah, I'm not interested. Best case is, like, that could have been my person, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, can't, like, look back and be like, oh, why didn't I do that? But it's a good learning 
learning experience. And then you're like, now I know for the future, like, I'm not going to hold back. I'm just going to like, say it how it is and live life without regret. Mm. One of the most looking back through my journal, like one of the the things I was happiest to have recorded was like, I I try to be objective about things. And like you said, like, it's hard, your memory is so selective. And Mm -hmm. so kind of like sporadic. I was like, I need to objectively put down like on a scale of one to 10. Mm. At its peak, how into this person was I? Mm. And I, I just look back and I think there were three tens. So wow. it's pretty rare, but to me, that's like, that's three people that I would have been happy to like try to make it work with yeah. no matter what. And unfortunately it didn't, but it's like, even like the sevens, eights and nines, it's like, that's like in the territory of like, yeah, I still want to get to know you kind of thing. Yeah. And some of them I was like surprised by, I was like, oh wow, I was pretty into that person. Maybe, well, what, what did I do? Yeah, I was like, or the first phase I should say, I was probably just not willing to take the next step. But, but now you know that you had that like capacity and that you met people. So mm-hmm. like, I think that's always a good reminder because people are always like there's no one here or like why have I been single for so long and it's yeah. like not always that you have been single like maybe you were in a time of your life that you were new somewhere and you had other priorities which is understandable you're getting yeah. your life off the ground mm-hmm. but it's nice to remember like oh I did have a spark with like this person and this person and it's not like there's no one good out here totally like, there are good people out here and I can find it again yeah absolutely my second takeaway from this conversation with Andy is how can we just keep turning the page? And I think this is like kind of what Mm. I really want to live by is this idea of progress, like always pushing for progress, whether that progress hurts you or not. I mean, there are weeks that go by that are just a complete blur to me. And if I were to write a book about every day of what happened, that book would be so boring because it's (laughs) such a blur. But how can we every day insert something new into this book or Mm. our journal that when you look back on it, it shows progress of your life. And that's something we can all work towards Mm -hmm. because it's not just about dating life, but it's also just our life in general. Totally. Fantastic. We wish you the best of luck in Berlin. I mean, we're going to do I expect a, a visit or like a guest podcast or like a... We need a follow-up. Yes. Because I'm sure dating in Berlin is very different. Oh, yeah. But I've had two friends who went to Berlin. One went there for a study abroad. Another one was there on vacation. Both of them met women there and um, fell in love and got married there. So two. That's a lot. <laughs> two out of two or two out of like 13? <laughs> two out of... Uh, two out of... Uh, <laughs> out of the two people I know in life. No, just no. Uh, two out of like the thousands of people I know who visited Berlin. But I mean, that's a... No, that's yeah. Still, it's it's definitely know. a possibility, yeah. Yeah, never I mean, know. never Turning know. that page. Exactly. <laughs> and in seriously, that journal. The, like, as I sit and talk about this too, it's like that much more clear to me that like, turn the page. Like, there is someone else there waiting for you that's willing to go out. Don't dwell on something that if, if it's getting you down. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying like, be a serial dater, but like, past year in San Francisco, I feel like people have been really negative and I think we just need to like, flip it back like this is mm-hmm. an amazing city yep um there's so many incredibly smart people here like yeah. i'm reminded every time i go visit a friend in a different city that like some people just don't have as much complexity to them as the average person here does mm-hmm. so really dig in that and like really find out who people are and 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 get to know what they really are about as a, as opposed to just like are you attracted to them or not because yeah. uh, that's what ends up being more lasting in the long term anyway so that's yeah. a really good like last thought that we have because i think you yeah. mentioned earlier too is like sometimes you just don't know if you even like someone because you haven't gotten the chance Mm -hmm. to get to know them. Mm -hmm. So there's like that side of it. And the other side is like, if someone really isn't like exhibiting the qualities of a partner that you want, they are not the last person in whatever city that you're at. And sometimes it's hard when you get like really fixated and you're like, I had one great date or like three great dates and this person
person is amazing because I have like given them this like fantasy in my mind, but they're showing you who you are and it's not who you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to say what you want and move on. Yeah. And if you're not getting your needs met, you should ask for it them to be met or move on. Yeah, get out of it. Uh, What we love about you, Andy, is that the four and a half years that you've been in San Francisco, we've never seen you be dating fatigue. I don't think I've (laughs) ever seen you be negative or talk negatively about dating. You've definitely had times of frustration, but you've never said, I give up on the city. I hate (laughs) dating in the city. You've never been like that. So you're quite the role model in that that sense as well. Frustration is normal. Yeah, I think like if you're human, you have feelings. Yeah, you can turn frustration into learnings um but you can't blame a whole city for like one date that didn't go well like i think that's a lazy like excuse and this applies to every city because in every city people will blame it on their own city you can't blame the city you chose to live in dating sucks everywhere traffic sucks everywhere like it's it's expensive everywhere everywhere. nobody can afford housing i mean yes it's the same shit everywhere there's too much avocado toast yes you get it (laughs) but you got to deal with it because you chose to live in that city now andy here's a fun little um, exercise for you. You're 28. You're me turning 30 before you even know it. Mm -hmm. And 30 is a big milestone for a lot of people. So if you are able to meet your 30 year old self right now and talk to him and tell him some things, I don't know, like whether it's questions or you want to, you want to give him some advice, what would you say to your 30 year old self? Dating related. Dating related. Why would the 30 year old Andy listen to the 28 year old? I don't know. Maybe you have to. I do am a little bit wiser than. Maybe you want to remind him of some things you learned along the way. Yeah. So I hope that when I I do hit 30, I'm still, you know, being optimistic about everything, uh, regardless of the surroundings and the the context uh, and whether I'm in a relationship or not. At the very least, I think a big theme of dating here as well has been like, at the bare minimum, I don't want that ever, that person to ever be able to say, like, oh, Andy's a bad person or like mm. he didn't treat me mm. with respect yeah or like because it is a small city but even if it weren't even if it was a city of 10 billion people like i don't right. want someone walking out like thinking poorly of me so right. it's a person uh, at the end of the day yeah, yeah it's a person it's not just like profile oh i didn't yeah i didn't like this salad so i'm gonna give it a bad yelp review um <laughs> again we've kind of touched on aging a little bit like as you get older i think that the tendency is to be a little bit more cynical or maybe jaded or maybe just think that you can't feel that passion anymore but i think hopefully you know, 30 isn't too far away, like you said. So hopefully then I'm still kind of just like, you know, making sure that at the very least, hopefully both people are at the table are bringing enthusiasm, but at the very least, hopefully I can bring that and maybe bring someone out of their Mm. funk. That's a great answer. Because honestly, that's the only thing you can control, right? Like we don't know if you're going to be single. We don't know if you're going to be married or engaged. Like we have no idea, but like the only thing you can control is your outlook. Yep, absolutely. My outlook is bright for you, Andy. You're going (laughs) to kill it in Berlin. You're going to have so much fun. Go to all the sex clubs and tell me about it. Cause it's I- going to be super romantic for you. <laughs> it's so romantic. We'll send you a no photo idea. of Golden Gate Bridge. You send us a photo yeah, of the sex clubs. Dark sex clubs. <laughs> German, like the least sexy language in the world. But you It'll be an adjustment, know. but you never know. <laughs> you never know, which is the beauty of life. All right, we're going to wrap this up. Thank you again for being such a loyal listener. We thought this was a great way for you to wrap up your San Francisco chapter, yes. but also for us to say goodbye to you. But bye for now for we'll now. see you again soon. we'll be in berlin we'll be in berlin doing <laughs> dateable berlin edition <laughs> yes okay stay, stay dateable. want to continue the conversation first follow us on instagram facebook and twitter with the handle at dateable podcast 
Tag us in any post with the hashtag StayDateable and trust us, we look at all of those posts. Then head over to our website, datablepodcast.com. There you'll find all the episodes as well as articles, videos, and our coaching service with vetted industry experts. You can also find our premium Y series where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. We're also downloadable for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Overcast, Stitcher Radio, and other podcast platforms. Your feedback is valuable to us, so don't forget to leave us a review. And most importantly, remember to stay dateable.